0: When you have what I call trust equity, right? When you have trust equity built up with someone, when you have a relationship and when you make a mistake and you don't maybe manage the expectations that you're going to be late with something or, or you don't follow up on something, it's okay when you have trust equity built up, right? People are more forgiving when you already have some trust built up.
1: Welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today, I have the honor to learn from Natalie Doyle Oldfield. Natalie is a trust expert. She got her master's researching trust and how it fuels our relationships. Natalie has determined eight principles that when executed will enhance not only your personal relationships, but increase your professional relationships as well. Natalie was great in this conversation. We had a great conversation about vulnerability and... She dives into her eight principles of building trust and also how to set clear boundaries when it comes to uh, being vulnerable. Uh, This was a fantastic episode. Uh, We had a lot to learn. I learned a lot, and I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, let's welcome Natalie to the show. So man, how'd you even get started, first of all? Because I was reading up on like all this. You work with quite a few people on building trust with their clients and Stuff like that. How do you even like you yourself get into this? Because I couldn't really find anything about that.
0: Well, let me back up before I start to say thanks for inviting me, Josh. Really appreciate it. And um, how did I get started in trust? There's a short answer and a long answer. So the short answer is I was asked to take over sales for an IT company and I became chief marketing officer. And I realized that all of the relationships that were most important to the company were built on this thing. And people used to say, I don't know what it is, but we just have a great relationship with this company. And when I took over sales, the market crashed and it was a long time ago when this happened to me was 2008 and all our customers went away because the software we were selling was to the hospitality industry and i didn't know what to do and i really wanted to you know figure this out and be successful in my job and not get fired and you know really wanted to do the right thing for the company and I looked around and, and asked all the people that I thought were doing really well in sales, how do you do this? Because I didn't and never had any training. And they <laughs> said, look, just focus on the relationships. You know, and at this point, I had been working for about 20 years and I was always in different types of customer or marketing roles. So they said, just keep doing what you're doing, just keep focusing on the relationships. Well, fast forward, we did do that, and the whole team did, and the sales started to go back up. And I got so interested in how is it the customers decide to buy and how do they make the decision to buy that I went back to school and did my master's and did graduate research to answer this question and quickly found out it actually all starts with trust. We decide to buy based on who we trust. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, you know, we buy based on who we, you know, who we like um no and trust well it really is true first we decide to trust then we decide to buy so i get so excited about this josh that i did my whole master's and thesis on this and started teaching people this framework that i built and it was working so then i test and then i graduated i should tell you i graduated yes. then i uh created a framework and some tools and tested them out to with thousands and thousands of people in multiple industries and came up with this framework and the eight principles of how to build trust. And as you know, um, I then wrote a book about it called The Power of Trust, Trust, How Top Companies Build, Manage and Protect It. It's on Amazon. And now I teach people all around the world. And It really got started because I had to figure it out, Josh. Like I really, (laughs) I had to figure it out. And then I started teaching people because people would say to me, you know, I've got all these great clients and I just have some people that I, I can't send to the client meeting without me. I have to have a senior person or I don't want to send this person to a meeting or that person because they're not really building confidence in our company or something. So I started teaching them here, are the step-by-step ways to build relationships of trust. And, um, that's the, the short and the long answer.
1: I love that. That's cool. Thank Thank I you. I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> the first, the first question that came to my mind, uh, way back was one. What are those eight principles, uh, of okay. trust? I think that's a good place to start because uh like trust it starts with kind of the fundamentals or anything you're learning for that matter you need to start with the fundamentals and then kind of build out from there so yes kind of what are those eight principles and
0: so before you get to the eight principles you're right it's about the fundamentals right and so i would say one of the fundamental truths of trust is that it's reciprocal there's it it takes two people and companies are made up of people, right? So the principles of trust are to be applied in each and every interaction with people. Trust is built based on interactions, right? It's about, and that's how we assess someone's trustworthiness is, you know, how they're communicating, how they're behaving and how they're serving us. So it, it starts with those fundamentals. And the other fundamental it starts with, Josh, is that starting with the outlook that I'm open to, and I have the intention to build trust. Because a lot of people are not that open. So (laughs) some people are a bit skeptical, right? I I would suggest actually that people are more skeptical now than ever before. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Right? And so the eight principles of trust, are the following for those, you know, if I go too fast, you can always connect with me by email or my website, which is success So principle number one is listen carefully with empathy and compassion, question and involve the other person in a conversation or the discussion that affects them. That's actually how it starts, right? Building trust yeah. starts with listening carefully with empathy and compassion and that's how connection starts too and then principle number two is to communicate with clear concrete and conversational language clarity inspires trust three is be open honest and transparent four is be consistent reliable and predictable Um, the next one is to do the right thing and if you make a mistake fix it and it's about acting in the other person's best interest, not in your own acting in the <laughs> other person's that best interest. That can be interest.
1: hard sometimes.
0: It can be hard <laughs> for some people. Yes. That's where we show though our motives and our intentions and our integrity, right? It's really very mm-hmm. critical on the behavior side and showing that we're walking the talk. Um, and then it's about delivering on your promise. And, and, Committing to the long term. So those are the eight principles. And like I said, I know that for your listeners, they're probably they're like me. They're listening to podcasts, driving around on the treadmill, walking, trying to
1: write it all down.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, please, maybe we could put them in the show notes. You can connect with me directly. I'm happy to share.
1: No, for sure. That's awesome. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing those. And I think there's there's one great principles to live by and kind of start and i i kind of want to focus on the last one because that that i think has more of an action on your end that you need to do it's delivering essentially the result and this is something i would say i'm maybe some people fall in the trap of this but i also as well like we'll set expectations high because we want to push ourselves and it's like okay we need to do the best we possibly can and Mm -hmm most of the time you hit those expectations, but then there's times where you just don't. And I guess kind of during those circumstances, how do you, uh, I guess, deal with it, but then maybe set expectations that are realistic. Does that kind of make sense what I'm getting at there? Yes, of course,
0: there? of course. So I, I think the very first thing I would say is, well, we're all human, Josh, right? And everybody makes mistakes and uh, none of us are perfect. Full stop, or as my niece would say, period. (laughs) So so I would say that first. When you have what I call trust equity, right? When you have trust equity built up with someone, when you have a relationship and when you make a mistake and you don't maybe manage the expectations that you're going to be late with something or, or you don't follow up on something. It's okay when you have trust equity built up, right? People are more forgiving when you already have some trust built up. In terms of delivering on your promise and managing expectations, I would say what what you mentioned then that is, you know, always try to over-deliver and under-promise, right? We never want to over-promise and under-deliver because that's really what makes people think, Hmm, what's going on here? What's happening? Right. It subconsciously, can I trust them? Like, why didn't they do this? What's, what's, what's wrong? And so what I would suggest is to just keep your other person, your customer in the loop. Um, I work with a lot of business owners and I work with a lot of technical leaders. And your question is making me think about this one person that I met with, with, that I had in one of my training programs and coaching programs. I have a, um, it's a trusted leader group program. And we get together once a week for six consecutive weeks on Zoom. It's a group of people, eight to 10 people. And each week people come and, you know, we share our challenges, our wins, and we learn how to build trust. And one week, this one gentleman came to me and um, he, his first name is Chris. And he said, uh, you know, I know I, I really need to focus on this principle of delivering on the promise. And I didn't follow up. And I, I'm sitting here looking at you all, and I know I fell down in this area. He's like, what should I do? So similar to your question, we we all do that at some point. You know, We all strive to apply these principles in each and every situation. But life happens. So what I would suggest, if that happens, or you know it's going to happen is is to let the person know ahead of time I'm not going to be able to meet this deadline or I'm not going to be able to introduce you to this person at this time whatever it is that you promised and you know if you miss a deadline because something fell through the cracks and you you know you sort of forgot because it happens just be honest and transparent and tell the other person, you know what? I forgot. I completely, that's what I told this yeah. guy, Chris, to do. and his client really, you know, was happy that he was upfront and honest. And I think because of the way he handled it, he actually built even more trust Josh because he said, you know what? I just completely slept my mind. I had so much going on, fell through the cracks So sorry. We'll get back to you and do it this time.
1: It's interesting that you say that because I think, because you say you work with business owners and I happen to do that as well. And sometimes as a business owner, you, you crave the directness to you as well. And it goes to show like, Hey, like the transparency and openness, if you want it, you also have to give it as well. And on that I I just want to ask this, how do you, I guess, do it in a way that's nice Uh, or kind, I guess is probably the better word because sometimes, right. It's just unpleasant. The thing you have to share. So how do you, I guess, be open and transparent when it comes to sharing something that's maybe not so great.
0: Well, we're all different. What I would say, Josh is no matter what it is, we're all craving the truth, whether it's good or bad, right? We all want the truth. And people appreciate this transparency. And as I was saying earlier, you know, folks are more skeptical than they've ever been before. And so are employees, right? (laughs) So for business owners, we need to be open and honest with our colleagues, with our staff, with our teams. Because if they're not, if, cause if you're not, they see that you're not authentic and genuine and not telling the truth, right? The opposite of, of being truthful is, is, you know, not truthful. The opposite of being genuine is, or is insincere the opposite of authenticity is distrust so when you're being honest and sincere and and quite honestly authentic like showing your real self those are the moments when you actually build trust when you're when you're sharing the real truth and there's a way of course to not be harsh about it but just to be open and honest and You know, um, I I would go back to principle number one, which is when you're having a conversation to really understand the other person's situation so that when you're open and honest, you know, you understand where the other person is and what's happening in their world. And that's being empathetic, right?
1: Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And that's, I mean, there's probably a reason that's number one, right? (laughs) Uh, I think it also, I mean, kind of moving to the next principle as well. If you can speak clearly and kind of use the right words, then maybe uh, they'll take that. Because, I mean, we all get news that maybe we don't want to hear or feedback that we don't want to hear at times. And... I think so sorry, my, 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 I, I just have so many questions I want to ask, but uh, one thing that keeps coming to my mind is vulnerability and yes. like and I think that's a big part of it like in building trust. And this is something uh, that's been on my mind lately and it's I think a lot of times we maybe have this thing in our mind where we view being vulnerable as kind of like weak, like we're kind of opening ourselves up. How do we kind of, I guess, switch it to kind of view it as a strength? Because that's some advice I got from someone actually pretty recently. Was hey, in order to be vulnerable, uh, you need to view it more as a strength instead of a weakness. So I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on that.
0: I I would, I I think that's good advice. Um, You know, it's like I said, Josh. It's these moments where you're getting real and you're showing your authentic vulnerable, real self, that's when you're building trust. And as I said, it's two-way. So if, you know, I, I listened to, um, you had a podcast several months ago and, um, you shared with one of, with the guest that you, you learned that time was really important to, all of us, but really important to you, because you had someone in your life that had cancer, and you realized this yes. well, when I listened to that, I immediately had a connection with you because that happened to me too, Josh. I, my I had a sister who had cancer and passed away, so I don't know your whole, your whole situation, but I know that we both see time the same way for many people. They're not able and open to share that, but you were, you you were.
1: Oh, when it, you it took a while. Trust me.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it took a while for yeah.
1: me to share that.
0: Because it's difficult. And, and you know, for many people around the world and probably a lot of your listeners, they too have been through that like you and I have. And you know, it's very challenging. It's emotional. And when you show your vulnerability like that, you instantly build trust because I know that you are being open and honest and authentic and sincere and, oh, yes, vulnerable, sharing something that might be a bit uncomfortable. And I know for me, when I went through all this, I didn't share all that right away either, what was happening in my life with my sister. But the clients I did share it with, Josh, I am so much closer to now that when I shared with them, you know what, I'm doing a Zoom call from, you know, my sister's dining room table today because I'm here, you know, and this, and this is why. And so I do think like the person that shared with you that it is a strength. And, and it really comes back, back to being honest and authentic, not only with yourself, with the other person and when you're honest and authentic the other person feels it right all of these trust principles that i shared with you and your listeners we're actually assessing someone's trustworthiness subconsciously all the time right all the time Mm -hmm. in fact when we meet someone for the first time it takes 33 milliseconds for us to decide to trust the other person based on their facial expressions. Why why so
1: fast? Like
0: oh it's immediate. It's is it just like crazy. body
1: language or
0: it's it's all of that, yes. And so not only we assess someone's trustworthiness based on a number of things, right? Their facial expression, their body language, um their posture, what they're wearing, how they move, all that stuff but we're also assessing someone's trustworthiness based on how good of a listener they are, or if they're being honest and open and how they communicate all those eight principles. These are actually at the heart of how we decide to trust and assess someone's trustworthiness. So the vulnerability piece is woven through all of that.
1: I agree. Thank you thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Um I also kind of as you were talking about like the vulnerability as well. Just I mean I'll just throw this phrase out there because it's been bugging me, but uh vulner- vulnerability is almost how we show our humanity in ourselves, right? We're Yeah. In my spare time, I like to tinker around with like machines and stuff like that. But the thing is is right when the machine doesn't work how you want then it's uh your fault and you can actually do something about it and uh but i think that's what makes us so cool compared to machines is that uh we can actually express flaws right and things we (laughs) things we suck at and hard things and uncomfortable things and we can feel them as well and yeah that's yeah that's just kind of some thoughts there that we're circulating as you were talking about vulnerability in, in my life. Uh, I don't know if that is in someone else's life as well, but, so you said you worked with uh, a while back in the conversation with people with technical skills. Yes. And another thought that I had there was, uh, I actually took like the strength finders, uh, thing from the book, uh, Seeing, I, I'm sorry, I'm looking because I I have it up there. Just trying to remember the author, but uh list your top five strengths, and it wants you to like go towards that. And I, I'll admit, I actually tested really low in empathy. <laughs> that was my lowest uh one. Okay. And a lot of the ones maybe were more geared towards technical or whatever it could be. Yeah. There. So I guess how can you develop? I guess some of those skills or things you're maybe not be as good at or whatever kind of makes sense
0: it totally makes sense and i get this question not every day but every couple of days it's um it's a great question the reason i work with a lot of technical people so i work with business owners that are in in a variety of different industries however a lot of the folks that are in my learning how to build trust programs or trusted leader programs, or this group program I shared with you are technical leaders like you, people who might score low on empathy, people who uh, may not be the best person to put in front of a client, or they're not the great communicator. They're brilliant with their technical skills, but they were never taught in university or in college or in school how to build relationships, how to be more empathetic. So you can learn to be more empathetic. And I I teach people in a very, I would say, hands-on, practical, interactive way. All of my programs are based on science and evidence, Josh. So as I mentioned, I started all this while doing a master's degree. And uh, so they're based on and tested using um, the scientific method which means when you apply the principles and you apply these frameworks they are proven out and they do get the result of more referrals, higher trust, increased business and loyalty and so on. So on the empathy side we have exercises that we do to really help us understand another person's situation. One of the things that I share with with folks in um, the training programs is the analogy of an iceberg, Josh. So if you've ever seen a picture of an iceberg, we're told that you can see one-eighth, the tip of the iceberg, and underneath the water is the biggest part of the iceberg. Well, with people... We really just see the tip and there's a lot of things going on underneath the surface. So one of the things we do in our program is, you know, we, we look at and try to uh, ask questions to truly understand someone's situation. So, you know, one way to become more empathetic and, and this is very common that I have a lot of folks that come in the program and that's why they come in. They say, you know what, I'm told that I'm not empathetic. This is why I'm in, or I have to be in front of a client, and my and my manager says I have to learn to be more empathetic. Well, we put ourselves in this the customer's shoes. There's one gentleman, and and, and you know if he's listening to this, he's going to know who it is because he is a cybersecurity technical lead. He's amazing on the phone. He's an amazing net, network engineer, and. Whenever there's a real challenge, the phone calls go to him. He can solve anything in the company. He's an extremely valuable, brilliant technical resource. However, they didn't want to put him in front of clients because Josh, they, the client, would be like, you know, so upset, and he would be like, "Oh, this is no big deal. I can fix it in a minute." And then he'd go, "Blah blah blah,
1: done." Oh.
0: Well, that doesn't build confidence. That's that he had no empathy, so we just went through a number of exercises to really help him put himself in the situation of the client and really understand how to be empathetic. And there are ways. And you know, I um, when you learn to be more empathetic, it can change the trajectory of your entire relationship just like, yeah. you know, it, and it's step one to building trust is listening with empathy that they go together and they're very important. And they're, they're also really important. When trust breaks down is to come back to that. So you can learn that, Josh, you can know, I,
1: I, I'm sure I can. And I think yes. that's the hope I do have is I using those strength finder that I had, I realized because it, I mean, this is kind of just a funny story, but, uh, my top one was competition was my top skill set. And it immediately when I went to the results, I scrolled to the bottom because I just didn't like, I'm like, okay, how can my opponent take advantage of me? It's kind of like my first thought. So I actually knew my weaknesses before I knew my strengths. And then when I went back up to look at the strengths, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. And
0: so I would also say that woven into that is part of your communication style right and part of your behavioral style being competitive and results driven and you know so that's another part in our program that we we do assessments like this because what what you're talking about is becoming more self aware like that's really that's part of the foundation and so when when folks technical folks and and customer facing folks, sometimes they're not technical, um, are in my programs, we do a a number of assessments. So, you know, you can find some of those assessments in my book, but another um, place you can find an assessment of your team to see um, about, you know, how trustworthy they might be to a customer is if you go to my website, which is successthroughtrust.com you can download a free complimentary assessment oh, nice. to look at your team's trustworthiness. And it's really quick to do like, it'll take you less than a minute. And um, once you fill that out, if you want to go through it, just connect with me, Josh, by email, which is an old field at successthroughtrust.com or like I said just go to my website and I'd be happy to walk through it with you but it's very common like a lot of folks that are in my programs they realize oh I'm not that empathetic or I'm not a good listener like I thought I was a great listener <laughs> but I'm not yeah <laughs> once we do so you know it it's about becoming self-aware and I I bet you you know it wouldn't take long for you to, um, you know, acquire these skills. People in my programs, uh, it's, it's so fun for me to see. I love it that you can actually see the transformations and the light bulbs. And I've had like this one uh, cybersecurity engineer, he literally had a transformation, Josh. And it, it was like a wow moment. And he was like, wow, no wonder these customers are so upset when they call. No wonder they're so mad at me. No wonder they were customer, like some clients were complaining to his manager that look, this guy doesn't care. We don't want him on the phone. He might be the best person, but like he's making us look and feel stupid and, you know, diminishing Mm -hmm. the problem we have and we don't want to deal with him. And his manager called me, you know, very, it was like a couple of weeks after the program finished. And he's like, wow, like he completely transformed. Like there's a turnaround. What happened? So it can happen. And I I love it when, when I get the call that says, okay, what did you guys do? Like there's a turnaround and like, I don't know what happened, but the whole, the whole results better.
1: So. I mean, obviously we're probably talking in a professional setting, but I mean, this may just seem like an obvious question, but this can also be applied to personal uh, relationships as well.
0: And with your team too.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, So I guess, so this is, I guess a thought I kind of last point I want to talk about. And that's, I think one of the things, I mean, this kind of ties back to the vulnerability and that's i think at some point there has to be some level of boundaries of yeah like there's yes. boundaries that need to be set i guess how do you set those and maybe how do you yeah i i i can't figure out the right words for the question here but let's just start there how do you kind of yeah. set those boundaries and begin
0: well of course because y- you know you don't want to be an oversharer so what i would suggest josh is every situation's different, first of all. However, when you're open and you're honest and transparent and think about this context of the situation with what you're sharing, will it help someone get more understanding of what's happening in your world? Will will it help someone get a clearer picture of how best to work with you, or how best to collaborate with you, whatever the situation is. You can never go wrong when you're being open and honest. And what I would suggest, and I would always say, be as transparent as you can be. I mean, of course, you don't want to share um, things that are, might be a conflict of interest, or things that are that are not appropriate but when you are vulnerable and you're open and honest and sharing your real self those truly are the the moments that build trust and when you don't share and you're hiding things we all know someone that we've known for a long time and you just don't know what it is that you just there's just something you don't trust about them You might not use that word, but after today you might. But there's just something there. Well, chances are it's because that person's not open. Maybe they're just not saying the full truth. You think they're leaving something out. So I would suggest the more open and honest you are, the more trustworthy you will be. And like I said in the very beginning, it's reciprocal. The other person will share more with you.
1: Exactly. It's true. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I I've learned quite a bit and, uh, things I'm going to look to try and apply for sure. So you've mentioned your book, some of the classes you do, uh, things like that. What are the best ways you even mentioned ways to find them, but kind of just one more time. Could you share uh sure. best place to find that, find you, your book, all that fun stuff.
0: Sure. The best way to find me is to go to my website, which is successthroughtrust.com. You could also find me on LinkedIn, Natalie Doyle Oldfield. And you can find my book on amazon.com. And my book is called The Power of Trust, How Top Companies Build, Manage and Protect It. And I know you can see that it's blue cover. Your listeners can't, um, but it's on Amazon. The Power of Trust, How Top Companies Build, Manage, and Protect It. And like I said, I would also encourage you to, um, your listeners, to go to my website and download that assessment. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. And again, you just look up my name, Natalie Doyle Oldfield, and there's some videos and tons of resources there. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter from my website and I share weekly news, uh, tips and strategies, um, and resources for people who are interested in building trust with their customers and their teams.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, Natalie, for coming on today and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with all of us. I I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, everyone, as you can tell, that is Natalie Doyle Oldfield. She's a very intelligent person, has great things to share. I challenge you guys, if anything spoke to you or if you're interested in connecting with Natalie to do so, I'm sure she'd be happy to help you and point you in the right direction. Stay tuned till next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys. See you guys next week and let's get after it. Hey, everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.